0: Ever feel like you're living the same day over and over? If mom life feels like an exhausting whirlwind of laundry, dinner, driving, and frustration on repeat, you're not alone. For every other thing we do in life, there's training, but for the most important job, we're just figuring it out as we go. Mom University is here to change that. It will give you the skills and education to break free of old patterns and be a leader in your home. Thanks for enrolling in MomU. Class is about to start. Hello, welcome to the Mom University Podcast. I'm your host, Chanel Nielsen, and we're joined today by Danielle Tienel. Danielle, welcome, welcome. So glad you're here. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, Danielle is amazing. I'm excited to introduce you to my audience, and let's start there. So, I'll share your bio. So, Danielle is a certified life coach who supports faith filled moms to create balance in their busy lives. She is a wife, mom of three, member of the Catholic Church author, speaker, and host of the Peaceful Mind Podcast for Busy Moms. Her mission is to empower overwhelmed and stressed moms to feel more peace and joy in their busy mom life so they can maximize their full potential. She does this through sharing her process called The Cyclone Mom Method through her books, courses, and life coach offerings. Okay, love it. I'm so glad you're here. Welcome again. We're going to have a great conversation on this podcast. So, To start off with, I'm sure listeners resonated with your bio because those are so many of the things that we talk about here, you know, about busy mom life, about all the things that we have going on. And uh, it's definitely just something we can all relate to. Now, you haven't always been in this space and you do things differently now than how you used to do them. And you said that that change came when you had the flu. So I would love for you to tell me, what, what this change was, what were things like before and after that experience? I chuckled a little bit just because when, yeah, my actual big life transformation
1: came with the flu. And I think that now that we're, you know, um, have gone through a pandemic together, it's almost because this happened prior to that. Right. Yeah. Um, I just, uh, yes, it, for me, it was the flu and then a little bit of bronchitis, but you have to kind (laughs) of know what was happening leading up to that, which my story I'm sure is very relatable and, um, you know, similar to, to your listeners in that I was in the midst of raising three young kids and trying to do all of the things, right. I was trying to keep my orderly home and I was trying to, um, be on top of, um, my faith And then there's our, our marriages that we're cultivating at this point in my life. I was, uh, I did say yes to working outside of the home as well. Um, my kids were at the age that they were in several activities each and I say several, so really about three each. Wow. Yeah. You know, with this idea behind it as moms that we want to just expose our children, you know, as to as many things as possible, so that we hope, you know, we give them a chance to be, you know, who they're meant to be and who God created them to be. Um, and I also at this time uh, was falling into what they call the sandwich generation, where I was taking care of my young kids, but I was also um, in the process of moving my parents who were in their their eighties, they're eighties now, but seventies, you know, late seventies then. And so that required a renovation of a house and a move. So as I'm saying, like, you can see that these, like other people have just, you know, the same amount, but just different circumstances going on. But these were the circumstances that I was dealing with at this time of my life. Um, And going back to that job outside uh, of the home. I uh, it was I knew it when I said yes to it um but didn't kind of like go with my gut um but it wasn't aligned like with my with my soul I guess I should say yeah. it was a job and of course I can always find good from you know the people I was around and things like that but knowing now and look at what I what I know now just seeing that I was saying yes to a lot of things not recognizing the limited time and energy that I have as a human being. Um, And I was also at this time, you know, not connected to myself in a way where I was dealing with perfectionism that I not, not only was I wanting to do all of these things, I wanted to be great at them. I wanted to be perfect at them. (laughs) Okay. Um, And so, yeah, you know, we know that that's uh, kind of impossible, for us moms, uh, because we are human beings. We're not robots. That is actually something that I say a lot to my clients to remind them, like you are not a robot. I actually think it might be the, I'm going to do a podcast about it, but it might be the title of my next book. (laughs) That's great. I love it. We need the
0: reminder. So yeah. Yeah.
1: And then in my case, I know that I went to my faith and asked God for help. And then I also had um, you know, ideas about myself that I should be able to do it all, or that I'm smart. And I went to college, like I, I was a pretty organized person before kids. And, and so I could see that my mindset at the time was full of what we call, I call with my clients thought errors. And so without having clarity around this, I think that's where, you know, where we kind of like subconsciously do this to ourselves, but I then got sick. I got sick. Well, like you, uh, like you mentioned earlier, with the flu and then that flu actually turned into bronchitis. So I'm talking about a 14 day period where I was in bed. And so all of my, during that time, all I had a little time to think yeah, because I wasn't going, going, doing, doing, you know, and in this part is where, um, where the spirit revealed to me that, oh, life actually does get done and goes on without mom doing everything. And I just didn't have that belief before. So when I saw that, you know, kids got to school, got picked up, other people sort of kind of like rearranged to make things happen, everybody was fed and bathed and probably still made it to all of their activities you know, like people chipping in. And, um, it, it caused a transformation in my brain that I was actually like, maybe wrong about how I had to go forward and operating in life. And, and this caused me, like I mentioned to be still, right. And I, it was in this time of being still, then I got to know what God was trying to help me, um, move towards, which it was, what I help moms do. There's this, it was a lack of peace. There was a lack of balance in my life. And I really didn't have much joy if I, and I was like, this is, this can't be what motherhood is like supposed to be. Um, And so that I, I just, I just knew I had wanted to be a mom so bad. I'm like, I always thought of the good parts, right? And obviously there's challenges and issues that come along with it. But I kind of looked at the future where my kids were and I was like, is this really how it's going to be all the way up and and I just that that was where things shifted for me. I'm like, I've got to make some changes. Um, and so that's kind of the story of the flu. And from there, there was this new outlook on life. It was a new perspective. The change happened internally and I had to then make decisions and take control of things because, um, it wasn't my boss and what he's expecting that was causing my stress. It wasn't the contractors who were late and charged a lot, uh, that was causing me to be overwhelmed. Right. And, um, and I just started taking charge and yes, I did make the decision to leave that job and to come home. And then that gave me margin in my time and energy. And I needed
0: that space to be able to recreate what life would be looking like going forward. Yeah. So a pattern that I see here, I mean, you mentioned this idea of being still, but giving yourself the space to think how powerful Like, that's so amazing. And how often are we not doing that? And you also mentioned that there wasn't a lot of joy. I think sometimes when there's not, you know, we fill our every moment so that we don't have to face that reality. Like we get so busy, just do, 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 do all the things and that, that makes it so we don't have to feel. And then we're just going along and not even really looking at Is this working for me? Do I like this? Is this what I wanted motherhood to look like? And we don't even give ourselves that space to answer those questions, maybe because of fear of what we might find. And so I love it that, you know, the flu is what led you there because sometimes we don't put ourselves in that position to sit there and ponder those things. But when we get put in to that position, then that makes the difference. Now, obviously, as you sat here and and pondered all this, you knew you needed to make a change, but knowing that you need to make a change and actually making a change are really different. So how were you able then to go forward and make those changes?
1: Well, what I what I did is I imagined not having the change. So I kind of went to worst case scenario and that was for me, again, repeating the cycle year after year of filling my calendar of, you know, of having this high perfection standard for myself, for not, for having a a motherhood and a life that lack of joy and not feeling, you know, calm, not having, you know, a confidence that I was doing well at what I was doing. It was like the idea I had to take myself there to see that that would be a very painful existence. And then I go to what will it take to change? And then that also is painful, right? If you're someone who's saying no to a job, right? And then you're coming home, like you, then your idea of why you had that job in the first place, whether it's, you know, purpose, you know, income for your family, that's also painful to think that you wouldn't have that. Or, and so- what you're left with is you're left with two options that will both be a little hard and require. And so the, the one that was less, I guess, less painful or knew that the outcome I, I liked had a better chance, the outcome was of making the changes. Is that, did yeah. I, did I, did it make sense when yeah. I said, I know what I, yeah, you just have, you, you get two flavors of uncomfortable and painful. <laughs> I picked the one that would eventually give me the result that I wanted, which was more peace, balance, joy to feel more calm. Um, because all of those stress and overwhelm that I felt was, was directly affecting how I was showing up as a mom and a wife. And it wasn't my greatest version of myself. So, um, I just chose the flavor of hard that had the potential, the possibility to lead me to
0: (laughs) the life that I wanted. Yeah. Okay. I appreciate you saying that because I, you know, sometimes on a podcast or whatever, it's easy to talk about like, oh, and I just made these changes and now my life is rosy and whatever. And I, it, it was hard. And I think that often when we're at that crossroads, it's like you look at keeping on going is, you know, it's not what you want and you know, it's hard, but it sometimes feels easier just because you're not changing, just because you're going to wake up tomorrow and do what you've always done. And so this stepping back, this intentionality, you know, that you came from in your case came from being sick, but we can do this whether we're sick or not, we can take that time. And, you know, if, even if it's an hour journal session to sit down and write what's going on in my life, do I like this? Am I, is this putting me where I want to go? And if the answer is no to recognize, like you just pointed out, it's going to be hard, but so is what you're already doing. So I think that's powerful. Exactly.
1: And if you are a a woman of faith, like I am, then that is like where you go to and just ask for help there first, right. Yeah. To light up your path or to say, I know it's going to be hard, but you know, will you be with me? And that kind of thing just to give you that, that extra, but, but really when you do get quiet, right. My heart, like how life was going, and staying at that job right or there's just there was something that's inside of you and i know that other women can relate to this that is just calling you for more
0: yeah it's
1: like it's like if you if you kept things as is that is not going away <laughs> when you think i think i was meant for a different you know some different things or i was meant to do and that's what it was for me um and again, it's like not, you not even having to know what that more is. I kind of, I know it now, now I have, after, you know, growing a coaching business, having the, um, the books and creating things, I see my impact and I see that was the more, but at the time I didn't know that I just had to take the next best step. And my next best step was to not do that job. And then when I came home, then it was like, okay, now that you're not doing that, what's the next best step? And for me, it was to prioritize myself again, totally hard thing to do. Oh yeah. And this is what I, I helped my, my mom see. I don't want them to wait, to have to get sick, to have an epiphany like I did or a life change, but showing them what I learned in that, what I started to the next best step was to actually focus on myself which included that piece of putting God first, which was like, you know, time in the morning for prayers and scripture, because that wasn't happening when I was filling it with all of the other stuff. But then I just, that that's, I just did that step. And then that step led me to the next one, which was like going out and connecting with my girlfriends again. And then it was through that, that it was revealed this podcast to me about life coaching. And so then I followed that next step of listening. And then you see, it was like, I didn't have to know that I was meant for more what that was to be able to make the change. I just had to make one decision at a time, which is what I did. And the first one was to leave that job. And then, you know, everything kind of pursued from there.
0: Yeah. I think that's really hopeful because it can feel so overwhelming, right? And so I love how you've laid this out that like, I just had to do the one thing and then the next and then the next. So for moms who are listening and this does feel really overwhelming for them, how do they, how do you recommend they find their own next best step? It's to simply answer this question. What do I
1: want? Uh, If you can take a few minutes and really everything, like when we're making these changes, it will take work. It will take time. It will take attention. It doesn't have to take a lot of those things, but it will require some. We are either paying with our time or our money. And I think the best place to start is with your time in answering this question and what I find with my clients, because we really thoroughly start here and go with creating what it would even look like if they had the life, were living the life of joy and balance and, and peace and calm and confidence. Right. And so many times I ask this question and the answer is, I don't know. I don't even, I have, I have no idea. I haven't taken the time to answer it. And their, their brain will be like, uh, nothing because I have all of this other stuff that I'm, I'm doing. And so that, that is to me where you can start is really answering that question. What do I want? And then get some things out and then keep asking and what else, and what else, and what yeah. else, and form your clear picture, because there's no way that we can actually get to these places of having and experiencing what
0: we want. If we don't even know what they are in the first place. Yeah. Oh, so good. I love it. I, I also love, I am laughing a little because our work, what you teach and what I teach, there's so many, um. Oh, there's so much overlap. And this is something I have found is so powerful too. And I've found so many people do not know, just like you said, what do you want? It's like deer in the headlights. I don't, I don't know. No one's ever asking me that as moms were the ones asking everybody else. What do you want for breakfast? What after school activity do you want to do? What do you want to wear today? No one's asking moms these questions of what do you want? And we almost forget we're allowed to want. And yes. so when we ask ourselves, wow, amazing things happen when we let ourselves go there. Yeah,
1: it's super powerful. And I like to use the uh, analogy of like GPS, where you have to put in two lo- uh, key pieces of information. Where you are, your current location, and where you want to go. But then yeah. here's, the, here's the key. Where do you want to go specifically? So we can't just put, I want to go across town. Yeah, we, it, We're required to put in, we want to go to 123 Main Street. And so when you are figuring out what you want, of course, your brain already knows where you are right now it knows you're, I'm overwhelmed. I'm stressed. I have not enough time. I'm feeling exhausted. I'm, you know, drowning right now. I haven't connected with my husband in in so long. And I'm questioning whether I'm a good enough mom and all of that. We already know that, right? But you, but how much time are you spending creating and visualizing and getting super specific on that destination? Because once you have those two points, what, what do we get? We get a specific roadmap on how to get there. And when I work with my clients, that's what I reveal and then help them Is I see like, but I first, you first have to know where
0: you want to go. So it's the best place to start. Totally. Okay. So good. So good. Now, one of the things in your bio, as I introduced you, you are Catholic and your faith is obviously an important part of your journey. So what role does faith play in making change in your life? well, it plays the most
1: important part. It, it matters the most to me. Um, and I don't just, you know, say that it comes first. I had to actually put it into action so that it is something that, um, you know, has these tangible results so that I can then be an example to help others see that that could be, the vital piece that they're missing. So when I say that it comes first, I will say that my thoughts are trained to go there first in any of my pursuits. So I do, I did reorder my days once I did get sick and, you know, came home, I decided that I wanted to, um, you know, put into action what I've always kind of wanted. And I just simply asked, what would it look like to me, if I was putting it first and it really was like in the morning, you know, time, I would be dedicating a certain amount of time. And it, it, it was more abundant because of where I was in my life, as far as my age of my kids. But when I work with moms with littles and everything like that, I'm like, it doesn't have to be an abundant amount of time. It's just literally is that, can you put your thoughts there first? Maybe it is yeah. some, uh, you know, five minutes, or maybe it is something where you can have 15 minutes and, and do, you know, some more, but I just say like, can you reorder your life so that that's first? And I actually have done that and then have seen that when I do that, then everything else sort of falls in, you know, um, into place. So it might mean like, you know, business-wise, if it's like an endeavor I'm thinking about taking, or I feel like I want to go towards, you know, the book that I created is a perfect example. I just went to God and was like, you know, I, I have this kind of seed in my heart about wanting to um, become an author, but I want you to bless, light up the path, direct me. If this is not something that's your will, then maybe like remove this desire. Um, It's, it's a habit and a skill that you build to put your thoughts and your actions towards your faith. Um, and even of course, if it's not first in your day, having a habit built in, in some form or fashion where you, you take your, your thoughts and actions there and whatever, um, faith you are.
0: Yeah. Oh, I love that. Thank you. I think that's so powerful. And I think, I hope for listeners, I know that many of my listeners are women of faith. And so that that is something relatable to them, but even for the ones that aren't, I hope there's something there that you can say, okay, so for Danielle, her faith is most important, but what is it for me, and am I putting that thing first? Is that the first in my thoughts? Is that the first that I go to? And I think that's really powerful. Now, Danielle is going to be one of our panel speakers at Mom University, and so we get to learn even more from her, which I'm so excited about. So Danielle, why are you excited to come to Mom You? I'm so excited to go to Mom University. And
1: this is why because when women gather and get together, it is it's just transformational, right? Because yeah. we are just so powerful and then together in um in just groups and community, it it just also feels so uh filling to to your to your heart to think about being around other moms who kind of get you and everything like that. But I'll tell you the most When I think about mom, you, and what gets me excited is that I, when I picture when I'm there, the, I know what it takes for a mom to get to the point where she is actually physically present, maybe away from the family has she, I know that all of us there will have made the decision that this is important to me, that I deserve this, that I'm worth um, you know, having self-development and a focus on me to recharge. And so when I think about, you know, what we do to organize us being able to be away from the house and all of that, that's what actually makes me more excited because yeah, I, I know what it took for them to get there. And then of course the, you know, the content and, and just, you know, learning and it's just so fulfilling and 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 then I'm gonna say about what excites me is the ripple effect that it has on those lives when they return to their families. Yes. You know, it's good to be missed and it's good to come back filled up and how that's gonna benefit your spouse and your children. Um, so that's all
0: very exciting to me. Uh, I love it. That that actually gave me chills a little bit, the the way that you talked about just that decision. Because isn't that, isn't that something like even just saying yes, I know for me, the first time I invested in a high ticket program for myself, I spent $5,000 and that was like a big deal. It was a big deal. And I was like, what? I am the kind of person who can spend money on myself. Like even that alone, the program also was amazing, but even that alone changed me. And so as you were talking, I was thinking of that. This is a, you know, a much lower investment, but you're saying, I'm gonna go away. I'm gonna step out and step away from my day-to-day so that we can have the the stillness like you were talking about, the space to reflect, the quiet, the, all those things and the learning because it's worth it. So, oh, so many good things in there. I love it.
1: And, and where I want you to look is it is not, I'm paying for this weekend away. Where When you think about the investing in yourself, you are paying for the, the way that you view yourself. Yeah. You are, you're paying to be less of a yelling mom. That would be like my self-development and the things right where I did my stress caused me to be a yelling mom. The more I put myself first and invested in some of these things, like, what is the value of that to you? What is the value of more connection in your marriage? Like, It's like, you're not paying for a weekend away. You're paying for your self-worth to expand. And all of that to me is priceless.
0: Totally, totally. You guys, I hope you're hearing this 100% to what Danielle just said. And amen. (laughs) Amen. Amen. All right. So Danielle, where can people find you and learn more about your work? The, the easiest place to go is my website,
1: which is my name. So it's com. I also, and you'll find information there. Um, you can find my book on my website. You can find all my resources, including my podcast, which is on any platform. It's called the Peaceful Mind Podcast for Busy Moms. And then both on Facebook and Instagram, I'm at Danielle Tienel
0: Coaching. Perfect. Okay, you guys go check that out. Danielle has an awesome book. She mentioned The Cyclone Mom. Method or the Cyclone Mom, which one is it? Cyclone Mom Method. Cyclone Mom Method that I have (laughs) I have read and it's amazing. And you guys, she's so good. We have been definitely fed and taught today. So thank you, Danielle, for being here. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening. If you're a mom whose days feel like Groundhog's Day, and you find yourself wondering what you're doing it all for. Join us at our in-person Mom University event. You'll get the support, tools, and help to become the mom you want to be. For details, go to universityformoms.com.